Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. I am with Todd Towers, who is the founder of Farm Boy Fine Arts and also the co-founder of Ethos NFT. Thanks for being with me here today. Thanks, Aaron. So, Todd, it's really great to be with you. Um, today, we're going to talk about NFTs. But before we get into that, I would just love a bit of a summary of the background of how you got into the art world and what is Farm Boy Fine Arts. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I grew up on a farm. Yeah. Uh, hence the name. And, um, you know, growing up on the farm, I um, always had, a, a, you know, I guess, an inkling to be uh, both creative, artistic, and entrepreneurial. Mm. Um, you know, that uh, was in um, Alberta, Red Deer, Alberta is where I grew up. Mm. And um, went to university. I went to University of Calgary at the uh, at the time. My father said, you know, you can go to art school, but you have to be, you know, within 100 miles shooting distance of home. So you can, <laughs> you can come home and help out on the weekends. You can... Hall hey yeah yeah do, yeah do all that right so um i i went to university got my fine arts degree i focused in on painting it was my uh my discipline and then uh and a history minor and got out of school i was making art so you are an artist <clears throat> i am a, i i guess i am yeah I, I mean i i used to be right um i was making paintings for for a few years and and you know this is pre-social media this yeah. is you know when you were thinking about putting your art in an environment you had to go through a gallery right. or just you know you're just hustling right yeah. trying to trying to put stuff out there right um one of the complexities of it was for me thinking about where where my art could go mm. and then maybe a broader question was how important is art to people's environments at the time people right. were saying oh you know like hang your stuff in my restaurant for free yeah right um at yeah. the same time you're trying to get a gallery and you know do all this sort of leg work but the, again pre-social media it's not like you can just put your stuff on blast yeah and instagram and yeah you know build a build a following so this is in the 90s this is in the 90s okay. yeah um late sort of mid to late 90s yeah so i had this concept for farm boy and that was that was that was from the, the place of i've gone to art school i i you know, I, out of art school, I was sort of traveling around. I went to, to London. I was in New York. I was sort of looking at places that maybe I should go and make art. Yeah. Um, but walking into some of these galleries at the time, I felt a, a little bit removed. Yeah. <clears throat> Even me being a, a, a practicing artist, yeah. with, you know, it's my vernacular. I'm walking into these spaces feeling very sort of not necessarily welcome. Yeah. You know, it was a different vibe, right? Yeah. It was a different time. Um, art was, was a, a lot less accessible then. Um, so the premise of the company was really uh, purpose was let's change lives with art. Let's try to get art into all kinds of environments beyond mm. the white wall gallery. Okay. And thinking of that was, well, I should, shouldn't be the guy making all the art because mm -hmm. that's kind of, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, to use sort of a, a farming thing would be, it'd be kind of a one trick pony. right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought, well, let's, Let's put a let's put an organization, a company together, and we'll try to get art into lots of different environments. And I thought a great where a, a great place to start would be hotels. Mm. So um, that was the early actually at that time was early two thousands. I went after what at that time was kind of the most uh, up and coming hotel brand in in a boutique sensibility, which was W Hotels, mm -hmm. and was sort of after starving for a while, fortunate enough to get um, the W Seoul Korea. So, oh wow! I did that was my that was my first full rollout of a hotel. That feels like a pretty big deal. That was a big deal, because I mean, I, I guess at that point you didn't have a reputation None. internationally. None. 
<laughs> you, you're a good salesman, I guess. No, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I didn't know. Uh, you know, I didn't know anything. Um, so, so you do the art program for <clears throat> the the building of or the renovation of the W in, in Seoul. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, I worked with both the brand. So that's kind of, I, you learn all these things, right? Yeah. I didn't know anything about it, but yeah. um, I, I really had no business being there. Right. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's, what do they say? You got to be good to be lucky and lucky yeah. to be good. I don't know. Fake but it till you make it, or I'm sure there's a million sayings, right? That's probably more <laughs> apt. Yeah. Um, so I, I got given the opportunity to do that. I put a program together. So working with um, with W, with Starwood at the time, they've mm -hmm. been bought by Marriott now. Yeah. Um, and the um sort of the local um you know contingent the developer and everything mm. that was there ended up being 2200 pieces of art uh in the hotel um, wow. designed and developed them specifically so this Should, is in the this is in the hotel rooms the lobby restaurants rooms, all of it banquet yeah. everything and so i thought hey this might work yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is a you know, when you put something in one room and then you do it, you know, in 500 rooms, hmm, that's yeah. interesting. Anyway, it, it was really about how you could get art out of the, out of the gallery. You could collaborate with artists. You could, you could make art specific to a location, a feeling, yeah. an environment, which is all very normalized now. Right. You know, we look at that and we kind of go, yeah, that makes, that is like, that's what we do. Yeah. Everybody does that. Yeah. But then it was, it wasn't, it wasn't thought of that way. It wasn't really thought of in a way where you would connect art to brand, to people, to place. Yeah. And then having a, a very meaningful experience wrapped around it in a hotel room. Yeah. Right. So that was, uh, that was 2003 for, you know, fast forward to today. Um, we've done over, I'd say probably 5,000 projects around the world. Wow. Um, we're, you know, we've built brand standards for different hotel brands. We, um, have worked on multiple continents and countries and yeah. um, you know, uh, we're, you know, currently Ford Motor Company's global art advisor. So anything that Ford Motor Company does, we support them <laughs> um, in, you know, retail, manufacturing, yeah. corporate, hospitality. Wow. Um, yeah. That's incredible. 30 people at the farm. Uh, and a rep network. Is that what you call it? The farm? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the office yeah. is the farm? The farm. We're oh, all farm good. hands. Oh, farm hands. Okay, that's good. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it. you sort of asked about the genesis, and the genesis really was like the passion for art mm. and wh why why try to get art outside of, you know, the gallery. Mm -hmm. um, it was, to me, just meaningful to have it a part of everybody's lives. Yeah. And a great place to start it was in the hotel. Yeah. Because that's a place where we go, we sort of look for a new experience, right. we look for to meet people and have that yeah. interaction. So art art fits really well within that. Yeah. And then it just evolved. So we do hospitals, you know, we do corporates, we do lots of hotels still. Yeah. Um, and we collect art as well mm. um for ourselves and um, you know, just in support of, of it and um our belief in it. So, so do you does that mean then you put you collect art, you put it in a warehouse and and looking for the appreciation of that art over time? So there is, there is two components. Yeah. There's a, you know, if you're buying well, there is a, there's a return on your investment, right. hopefully. Yeah. Um, when you've bought, um, bought well, I, I like to, so I, I like to buy, I like to collect, but I also like to, to, to live with it. Right. So, you know, art, art is a wonderful asset in that way because you can, you, you can have it. It's not like a, you know, Right. In stock and it's just sort of yeah. sitting in yeah, your yeah. computer somewhere. Yeah. Um, 
you buy it, you can interact with it, and um, um, and then you know when it's time, I'll return it back to the market. So I don't I don't like to put things in storage necessarily. Okay. I only do if I have to for yeah. for time. But, but, but where do you get all the space to display all this art? I've been to your house yeah. and you've got lots of cool art. And mm-hmm. um, I should say, if you want to store any art on the walls of my house, you're welcome to. <laughs> um, but where do you keep all of this stuff, or do you only buy it when you have space in your office or in so your home? Or we do have some storage. We do have some facility in our in our office. Mm-hmm. We do lease some of the work that we have mm. so um some of the work that we have in in our collection we lease out to other corporates so it's mm. up being enjoyed okay by other folks oh interesting um and then we um just sort of move it around yeah, yeah it's uh it's okay it's not in it's it's never sort of in one place forever right we like to put things together in little collections yeah. move the collections around and oh, interesting enjoy it that way okay so um we're going to get into NFTs in a little bit. I, I still want to just maybe ask one more question about art specifically. So yeah. I've heard people say like that they have an eye for art or they have um, a heart for art. Yep. Um, if you hear kind of those two things, what what camp are you in or are you in one or the other? I would say I'm in both. I mean, I think back to kind of why I collect it, it's especially in this time when sort of the markets are bit weird mm. you know it's um it's one of those assets that if you buy it well it's portable right um you know it's um it appreciates in value mm-hmm. you know based on the, the you know a lot of factors but there, it 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 does work right in that way yeah um if you've bought well uh-huh. um but i also i just love it yeah so i do have a huge heart for it and yeah. i and i honestly wholeheartedly believe that if you're living with art Whatever that art may be, music, dance, you know, performance, yeah, uh, fine art, um, that it has the capacity to change your life. It has yeah. the capacity to influence you and make you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in some ways a better person. Okay. So I do have a huge heart for it, but I also believe that there is an investment there that is um, worthy to pursue. Okay. So then you get into NFTs and you start Ethos NFT. So yep. tell us a little bit about that and why did you get into this uh, this kind of degenerate community of uh, <laughs> of NFTs and especially uh, an industry that isn't known for the quality of art in which uh, NFT artists are often producing. Right. So I think <clears throat> to f- to sort of frame it out, working with artists and um, you know, being one myself for a long time and having that, that sense of when I make something, I sell it, it's gone. Yeah. When I make something, if I'm working with a gallery, um, which would be called primary market, I'm, I'm being represented by somebody. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of in control of, right. of what's happening within their gallery. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Yeah. But when they're representing my work and that work is sold on the primary market, that work is gone and I no longer sort of get an opportunity to receive anything from that. Right. Secondary market is, is when, when that work is now sold, let's say I sell something to you, you sell it on, that's a secondary market. Yeah. If you bought it for me for 10 bucks and sell it to somebody else for a hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't participate in the hundred. Yeah. So what I like fundamentally about blockchain and certainly as it, started to connect itself to art or or creatives mm-hmm. was the the notion that everything was registered on the blockchain and yeah. i would if if it's built in the contract appropriately i would as an artist continue to participate in perpetuity yes for the work i've created 
So for traditional artists in the primary market, I guess they are benefit. So if you sell me a piece of art for $10 and I sell it for $100, um, does that not then create some kind of benefit to the artist that now kind of the floor price of their art has gone up to $100? It can't. <clears throat> yeah, it can. I mean, so you would, you, you would argue um, that something that sells at auction is not necessarily the barometer of what their market should be. Okay. But it does... I mean, there's lots of debate around this. Sure. But like, it will set a new sort of standard. People right. will look to those, because that's data. Right. They'll look to those results and go, oh, yes. okay, so I'm seeing that sell secondary market for that price. Yeah. Now, you know, depending on the artist, they may not want their work to escalate that quickly on the primary market. Oh, okay. So, you know, something that sells for $100, uh, maybe they say, I don't want it selling for $100 mm. just yet. It's yeah. too early. I want, I mean, artists are... Weird. Well, that's why we love them. <laughs> but they're also they're also quite fair, right? Right. Okay. And so, in a way, they want to, you know, they want their market to be, um, you know, not falsely inflated. Yeah. Um. I mean, the good ones do that are in it for the long sure. haul. Yeah. And so they'll sometimes they'll they'll want that that number at primary to sort of stay at a certain yeah. rate for time. And I mean, so, and the and the market does too because you don't want to. You don't want to flood the market with too much. You sure. don't want it to sell too quickly, to, yeah. you know, because we've just seen what's happened in sort yeah. of the NFT space by doing that. Yeah. Um, the, the bottom falls out. Okay. So I don't know if that answered your question on that. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's really helpful. So um, when we look at NFTs, um, why do you think people are buying NFTs? And I'm sure there's a, 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 a huge range of reasons and motivations. But when you look at um, corporations are buying um, art um, mm. through you um, and, uh, and individuals, why is it? What is the motivation behind people in, and art? Well, I think, I think in the early, let me reframe that, a couple of reasons. One, it's sort of like flex. Right. <laughs> right. You buy something because I think in, in just in this space right now, I think you're buying something because you want to be participating um, within a project that or an art movement that you want to signal to. <laughs> right. It's like it's it's sort of something that I want to be a part of. And yeah. there's a community around it that I want to be connected to. Right. So having ownership of that yeah. or a piece of that, if there's a social there's a social currency there. Yeah. Um, which is not, which is not unnormal. Like, right. or it is it, just, it's human. Right. right? And sort of. And do you see that in the traditional art world as well? I, I do. Yeah. Um, I would, I would say, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a contingent of folks that collect only for that reason. And then there's lots that are much, much deeper. Yeah. But I, I don't say, I don't say that it's a bad thing. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's human nature to want to surround ourselves with things that we love and and other people that we are peers that we like right associate with that too so, so it's no different than really someone maybe driving a ferrari 100%. or carrying a really nice handbag right. or, or whatever these social signals that we put out i guess the weird thing that people don't understand about nfts is that you can't really see it unless you make it your profile picture or something mm -hmm. and i think that's what confuses a lot of people so where's the value there because the flex is I, uh, people would maybe argue harder to share. Well, let's say in my wallet, right, which I could carry on my phone, mm -hmm. um, I own, you know, some art asset or certain, some, some, some piece of an artist's work. Yeah. And I can 
go to coffee or go to an art party or go to wherever and meet yeah. my friends and then I can hit I can sh- look at my um yeah look at my piece yeah um in some ways in some senses we think that's weird but mm-hmm. it's 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 simpler than bringing everybody over to your to house, my house. <laughs> <laughs> totally um but it's also you know it's not lost on me that it is digital yeah but we live digitally right and we're more and more uh invested in our digital selves and right. lives and i guess back to the fundamentals is why i why i thought nfts were interesting is 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 that i mean we we think that we don't we think that we we live truly only analog lives but yeah. we don't we're, yeah. we're on our phones and Absolutely. We're, on, we're living um in the metaverse yeah <laughs> you know yeah. sort of as we speak right so having that asset with me and being able to show people and share it um is kind of fun yeah um and if it's an interesting project or an interesting piece or whatever it is that i'm following it's it's a conversation it's something that we're socially we're connected to and we we want to to talk about it so when you're buying nfts yourself are you getting involved with the community on twitter or discord are you um, flipping nfts are you holding long term what is kind of your your personal interest in nfts right now today I guess I'm just I'm still learning, mm-hmm. you know, um, anything that I've bought, I've held, I haven't sold anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I get on the discords and I've, I'm a little bit on Twitter, but I, it, you know, and that's just, that's where you should be. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's still, you know, it's a heavy deep dive. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I can't sit on discord for five hours and just listen to, you know, be in the, in the room and listen to everybody you got companies to run oh my god so <laughs> you know um and, and i i mean to be honest um when i first dipped my toe in a lot of it was just super speculative right, right. so people just running up projects and you know collecting for purely financial reasons yeah which they thought you know you're 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 buying these things just to sell yeah and so that i i kind of find that I kind of find that fun. Right. I also kind of find that amusing because, you know, in, in any, in any space where you're looking at something of true, true value, um, you should be thinking about holding it a little longer right. than, than a week. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but, but also inherent to going back to the fundamentals of why I like, why I liked NFTs, why I like blockchain is because a, you can, you know, it's, it's registered, it's on a registry. Yeah. Basically it's, it's, you know who owned the asset, at mm-hmm. least the wallet. Right. Um, so provenance is secure. Yeah. I mean, pretty secure. Yes. Um, and and you can sell it whenever you want to sell it. Yeah. So so in the there's fine liqu- art there's liquidity. Yeah, that's and I think that's fascinating for creatives. Right. I, I think A, they've got the opportunity to participate in perpetuity for mm. the work they've created. Yeah. B, it's 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 on a market. You can put it on a marketplace immediately and sell it. And yeah. Back to me holding it on my phone, I could go, hey, Jared, you know, uh, I know you really like my unique Warhol, whatever. Yeah. Um, dollar sign, you know, NFT. Yeah. I know you really wanted it. Let's just, I can sell it to you right now. Right. And we can trade. And in the art world, it's, it doesn't quite happen that way. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's going to evolve to that. Um, and it's just allowing, you know, it's allowing more of the control to go to the community, more of the control to go to the artist. Yeah. Which I'm all in favor for. I think that's, that is an interesting um, evolution to 
how people create and then um, sell their creations. So can we just talk about um, ethos a little bit? If I understand uh, ethos, you are really, you have a vision to work with the corporations in which you have art programs with and connect them into the NFT space. Can yep. you can you maybe clarify or or uh, totally correct what what my understanding is of what you're working on? Yeah, so I think you know we've always worked with brands. Yeah. Um. So large corporates, hospitality brands, you know, um, and and the other co-founders of Ethos worked with large brands as well. If I remove the uh, so I have to sort of this is where the, this is where the whole art conversation kind of just gets split a little bit okay. because. I think initially arts, you know, the art space was kind of the bridging mechanism into NFTs for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. But I think it's evolved past that. Yeah. So do I think the art component is important? Yeah. It's, it's, it is why we want to look at a project and buy it. Right. But I think what's quickly evolving for brands and for all of us, uh, and certainly the projects I think that will make sense over time, is it's more than just buying an image. Mm. It's the utility connected to the image. It's right. the it's the almost in a way the loyalty program yeah. that a brand facilitates okay. through a project. Oh, I like that. Um, that becomes important. Right. So the creative that's connected to it is what makes me look at it, what makes me want to connect to it and participate. Mm -hmm. It's something I can show and 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 sort of work with visually. Yeah. yeah. But it will be more about the utility um that is uh evolving through it with the community that's built around buying it so i think that's the key point key component for ethos focusing on working with brands so if i kind of flesh this out a little bit so if you work with ford um ford wants to re release an nft collection uh, they work with you and you do like you know maybe a collection of mustangs from the uh i don't know from the 60s and 70s wouldn't that uh, be great <laughs> I think it's just a matter of time, isn't it? I, well, I don't know. I'd love to do that with them. But... So is that is that the kind of thinking when you're working with corporations that you're thinking, okay, this is this is how we would like to move ethos forward into the future? Yeah, I, I think that you it's a blend of um, having the brand be connected to its super fans. Yeah. Um, but having the community or those super fans drive the conversation. Right. Not the other way. Yeah. So we're very used to, um, you know, being adopters to brands and and supporting them and listening to them. Yeah. But I think this has all changed. Um, they're still the major stakeholder, mm -hmm. but it. I think it's evolving past them just saying, "Okay, this is what you're going to buy." Yeah. Right? I'm just showing this, and you're going to buy. It. I think now the community coming through, and certainly with the creatives and the projects that were built um, through NFTs, they're connecting in a new way. Right. To unlock. Um, new opportunities and value for people. So now it's almost like, um, okay, if you want to be able to purchase the next limited edition Mustang, mm -hmm. I mean, and maybe this is maybe even more true for for um, exotic car brands, for example, you need to own this NFT and that gives you access to the community right. or vice versa. The only way you can own this NFT is actually if you are a participant in the community of owning this type of car already or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think, do you have a, do you have a Tesla? No. Okay. I, do I do I do I, don't I seem know. like that? I don't know. That you, I don't know. That I you drive do. a uh, 2003 Toyota Sequoia with 320,000 kilometers on it. Oh boy. So there's <laughs> so there is um 
there's a bit of farm in you yet. Oh, absolutely there is. I am so, from Chilliwack. <laughs> so when you're, you know, I was just making that reference because I think when there was very few of them, yeah. people uh, would drive around and you know, it's like one Tesla person to another and you oh, sort totally. of wave at each other, right? I mean, we used to do it on the farm if you had like some sort of farm truck, you know, be like, hey, you got the same farm truck as me, yeah, right? Yeah. How you doing? I, I wave at Sequoia owners because there's not that many of us out there. I, that's right. There you go. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. So in a way, imagine if there's an NFT uh, project that's released for a certain vehicle. Yeah. We're just waving at each other. Right. Right. So there, there's a way for us to start to build that community. Maybe yeah. there's a special community event for those particular sure. vehicle owners in the analog world. Yeah. But now we're starting to connect digitally. Yeah. And I think where it gets interesting is we've not quite seen it yet, but where that whole gamification piece starts to evolve. Right. Um, if I now have my, my Sequoia in the real, yeah. but I've now, now I've got a digital version of it. Yeah. Uh, and I can game with that mm -hmm. and augment it and do different things. And that becomes another piece of my personality, right? right? Yeah. In the metaverse, right? Yeah. So I, I think that it's not, it's not one or the other. Yeah. And I think that's where people get hung up to. Yeah. Going back to why you'd collect it or if it's just digital art. It's like, no, I think there's connections yeah. both um, in an analog form, through physical goods, and in the digital form. I think what's interesting about that. Like for me with my truck, I own it because I love it. And there's kind of this community of Sequoia and Land Cruiser owners, right. you know, and we're like this, this where we think we're adventurous and we think we get out in the woods and we don't really, but anyways, you know, but we acknowledge the fact that we're adventurers in the outdoors. And I would fully buy a, a, an NFT around my vehicle that I could modify um, online. And then maybe in the hopes that I would modify my actual vehicle in that way and be part of that community. And there's so many collectors out there. Like I'm part of um, a really dynamic um, retro drum collectors community. I'm a musician and I have a certain brand of drums that aren't made anymore and I'm really into it. And this community uh, is constantly talking about our drums and right. no one outside of this community cares at all. But we absolutely love it and obsess about it. And this is where NFTs like this, especially tied to corporations, can be so powerful Usually. when you when you tie that community now into the digital space and allow me to gamify it or do cool stuff. Yeah, and and just just participate um in the experience of ownership right um through through the utility of it based on what the brand and the community decide will be yeah. most valuable right? yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's that's where it gets really rich you know if if all the sequoia um nft holders you know are invited to some you know some drive or some camp out or whatever yeah. and and they get airdropped some Sort yeah. of good, yeah. Um, that allows them to further participate in a new way that's unique to that group. Yeah, that's just we're just we're just vibing on a, a, a more digital um, experience of connecting socially. Yeah, which yeah. is fundamentally what we've been doing since social media has kind of come yeah. forward, right? I think this is just a way to um, connect both real mm. and digital lives. Oh, I love that. That's really good. And um, and then also um, make money from it. Yes, of course. I like, uh, you know, the first question I asked you about, do you have a heart for art or an eye for art? And I feel like you've kind of really broken that down to us in the fact that, you know, you're, you've created companies to profit from art and also allow artists to, to profit, but you're also passionate about the actual art itself. Mm -hmm. um, I want to ask one more question. Um, 
what needs to happen in the NFT space to get mass adoption? Because right now it's millennials who are tech savvy, really, or who are really tech savvy. Um, and and I, I think part of the answer to that question is you explained utility, which I think is part of the answer and value beyond just the actual image itself. But what else needs to happen uh, for you know everybody else to get involved? So I think you know one of the things that Ethos is doing is is trying to pull the you know sort of the adoption curve yeah you know closer yeah and and uh the projects that we're working on releasing will be um accessible easily accessible to we sort of we like to use our mom analogy like yeah if my mom can buy it yeah then it's good yeah um so you know connecting the the drops to fiat and yeah. Um, Apple Pay and PayPal, and, and not you, you know, not having to walk in and go through this crazy process to set your wallow <laughs> up and like, you know, wrap ETH and do, you know, it's like I don't yeah. know what the hell that is. So, so, are you working with MoonPay? Are you creating your own platform? Or um, so we're we're integrating yeah. um, different platforms and APIs. So we, you know, in terms of protocols, we want to be fairly agnostic. Uh -huh. um, we want to, we just want to be able to work with if a brand sees a certain value, a community sees a certain value yeah. within a protocol that makes sense to them, then pursue it yeah um but back to the back to the point i think it's just making it easy yeah and um allowing people to show up people are used to now you know digitally buying goods with their credit card yeah well let's just do that yeah let's make that easy um and, and not and not focus just on the sort of the crypto right side of it yeah it, i think eventually that just it's like people don't talk about you know what what you know what credit card they use right what you know what bank they use it's just they're not like bragging to their friends that they have a visa infinite card or whatever it no, is it's <laughs> like you know you, it's just, you don't even see it anymore right? right it's just it's a it's a means of payment yeah so i think if it will evolve to that right um but to get there you need mass adoption so we've said we've been saying something for a while and, and i think we're standing by is that we believe there will be a head of nfts at every major brand in the next three to five years sure yeah. so with that uh position and i think that position rolls up not necessarily to marketing marketing i think that position rolls up to well certainly the connection to the cmo but i mm -hmm. think it's customer experience okay and you're seeing a lot of like customer experience exchange and people managing through brands that way and i think that's where those projects and those, that that person sits okay in an organization mm. so i think for that to happen is key to adoption yeah um to have that that you know in a corporation that seat yeah um managing that for a brand mm -hmm. and then the other side is just making it easier for people to purchase mm. right and and collect yeah so i think when those two things start rolling out mm -hmm. um we get mass adoption yeah that's great that's really helpful well thanks so much for chatting with me here today it's been really great to kind of understand you know your history and fine art traditional art um, moving into this kind of weird digital world of NFTs and profile pictures and all this nonsense and and to see what value needs to be added in order for people to get into this. So that's great. Thanks so much, Todd. Thank you. Thank you.